cliffcentral.com. Anthea Gardner, everybody. She works hard for the money. So hard for it, honey. She works hard for the money. So you better treat her. That's right. Here she is. Good morning, Anthea. How are you? Good morning, Gareth. Nice acapella version yeah, again. Very good. Um, yeah, I am still a bit grumpy, I'm afraid. The big news on Friday was Fitch downgrading, not just our local, but also our foreign currency debt. So whereas S&P only downgraded one, Fitch actually downgraded both um currency denominated debt. Uh, uh. Actually, I think S&P is an anomaly. They're the only one that really um, distinguishes between local and foreign currency. And I would, foreign foreign currency. Currency. Yeah. And I would think that foreign is um, more at risk because I guess if it's local currency denominated debt, if we really needed to, we could always just print money and pay back in rands, right? But mm-hmm. Um, if you see which will cause inflation, which will cause the currency to devalue, and so we wouldn't be able to pay our foreign currency debt. So, um, I mean, like, it, it was interesting to see that Fitch actually named the nuclear deal and as, as their reason for downgrading us. So not that there was low growth or kind of anything else, but they were saying that actually that's it. The state has been captured. And normally they're very careful about how they put things and what they say. Um, so yes, I, I think they're absolutely, they're just not believing the new finance minister when he says that we will do it smartly or we won't do anything unnecessary or dangerous to the economy. They're saying that, nope, they, the writing's on the wall, nuclear deal's going through and it's going to cost South Africa too much. We won't be able to pay our debts. And they're downgraded us. Now let's just talk about this downgrade for a second because I saw a whole bunch of people in the Zuma camp yesterday. It was reported in the Sunday Times that they're not very worried about this at all. They actually think that the downgrade is good because then we can rebuild it on our own terms. Whatever can you it actually is. believe that? Okay, now I don't think Nomvula Mokanyane, God bless her, is an economist. I don't think she's ever studied anything like that. It seems that she's run her Department of Water Affairs and Sanitation really badly. In fact, almost everything she's run in the last couple of years, because I remember meeting her in, God, it must have been 2000. And uh, she was then MEC for something in Gauteng. She has not run anything with uh, any particular aplomb. Now, she's trying to express an opinion about how the world economy and how the South African economy work. First of all, would you agree with me? She's completely and hopelessly out of her depth. This is not something she should... should I'm commenting on. I'm scared to even speak about it because I don't understand it. But Gareth, she's all she has to do is open any news article and it'll explain the impact of a downgrade. Doesn't so, seem to care. Doesn't So it doesn't read news, doesn't no. read any headline. So I can't decide if doesn't it's... Read. Yeah, I, I can't decide if it's just sheer arrogance or stupidity. Uh, that It's so frustrating, and that's the problem, right? Uh, I don't know what to say about that, actually. It's so bad. All right. There are obviously some immediate ramifications of all of this, and then there are some much longer-term ones. So what are we going to feel now? Okay, so what starts already in? what we've seen is a weaker currency. What you'll see next month is the inflation start to tick up. Um, then you'll see that we won't be able to borrow money as a country because nobody will lend money to us and that we can't, we can't afford to pay our debts. We can't afford. And let's just be clear. The reason that we need to borrow money is because the parastatals have been run so badly. Exactly. So we won't be able to support our parastatals. 
um, and the consumer struggles. I mean, it's, it's just, it's a dreadful situation. Honestly, we need to do everything we can to get out of this right now. And this, as I said last week, this is not the bottom. This could just be the beginning of the end. I mean, of course, we can turn it around, but preferably sooner rather than later, I would say. Right. And, and the other thing is I've heard some, I've heard a couple of people say, oh, the only people that know and care about this are the rich. Well, that is absolutely not true because the rich don't care about it because guess what? If bread goes up tomorrow, if inflation goes up, they have got enough money to survive. It's the poorest of the poor who it impacts immediately um, and the greatest. Yeah, I, I don't understand that argument either. I saw those morons from the discredited Black First Land First movement who were, who were guarding the Gupta compound because they are on the payroll of the Guptas, um, Andy Lamritama and his people. Um, they were saying, this doesn't affect poor people. It affects the rich. And all the only reason people care about this downgrade is because rich people are going to have less money. No, that's so the wrong way around, completely the wrong way around. Rich people don't care because they've got enough money to survive. Poor people suffer. Right. Thank you. Anyway, we're very much in between the um, reporting season, kind of locally and globally. So very little in the way of company news. Global markets still, there's enough political to keep us busy, though. Eh? Global markets, very nervous. Strikes on Syria, Stockholm attacked, Egypt mm-hmm. attacked. I mean, so I think what you saw in the last couple of days is just this move towards safe haven. The gold kind of came back Friday morning and then shut up again Friday afternoon. Um and then the RAND trading at 1381. The RAND, str- strongish, um, I don't know how to put this, <laughs> relatively strong, I should say. And I think that's got more to do with the fact that the dollar is weakening um, quite a bit. And that had to do with non-farm payrolls in the U.S. that came out on Friday. A very disappointing number. 98,000 new jobs were created in March. Now, I'm not going to blame Donald Trump. I don't think he's got anything to do with it. As Just as if the number had been good, I wouldn't have given him credit. Um, the previous month, it was 235,000. They were expecting 180,000, so almost half of what they were expecting. One data point does not a trend make. So that's the first thing I want to say. And I think there were, this number can be quite volatile. I mean, it really has been an incredible number. We've been watching it for what, two years. Um, so the, the, the good thing that came out of it was that wages still increased and that, excuse me, unemployment fell to 4.5%. So basically the U.S. are now at full employment because anything below 5% is considered full employment. So I I don't think this will change the outlook for the rate hike. We're still expecting two more rate hikes um, this year. The new thing that they've started talking about in the U.S., though, is this big balance sheet that they've got, this $4.5 trillion balance sheet. And that was all because of quantitative easing, printing money, the U.S. government buying bonds to support the bond market. And what they want to do now, because the economy is in good shape um, and because they can, um, is start kind of um, cutting back a bit, you, you know, so sort of when these bonds mature is to not reinvest in the new issues um, and thereby reducing their balance sheet. And what that will do, well, first of all, I think markets will be a bit nervous because quantitative easing obviously was done to support the market and to help the economy and pump money back in. And and, and that's another debate to, to be had about whether enough money really was pumped into the economy or about whether or not it kind of stayed at the um, 
at the reserve bank or banks levels. That, that's a different discussion. But I think what, what we're going to see in the next year or two is how they unwind this. Um, it, it will be an issue. It, it, I, I think if they are able to unwind in an orderly manner, then quite frankly, quantitative easing was brilliant. It did work. Um, and yeah, you know, th- this is what everyone's been waiting. This is the real kind of question that everyone's been waiting for. When they started bond buying and printing money in 2009, 2010, the people like myself were all going, uh-oh, this is going to cause huge inflation. This will be trouble in the market. See what will happen. But it didn't actually. Um, and now, hmm. of course, how they unwind it will be interesting. All right. And then our market, um, kind of a, a mixed session. I mean, Still $1.4 billion traded on Friday, despite the marching, um, despite hardly any news going on. Our market was slightly lower on Friday, although for the week we ended up about 2%. We kind of, Friday was really a reversal of the week's trading. So, um, the RAND kind of stabilized slightly. Oh, I don't know what, I don't want to call it stronger, just stable. Let's call it just stable for now. Um, and so the RAND hedges came off a bit. NASPES was down a percent. Steinoff was down a percent. Financials up on Friday. So Barclays was up 2.3%. I heard, I think somebody heard me saying that if you were going to buy a banks, you should be buying Barclays. <laughs> I'm, I'm still not ready to. I'm still very nervous. I think now that Fitch have downgraded, downgraded us, it's Moody's almost have to. Right. It would be it would be very strange if they didn't. Okay. Um. So I think still, I'm I'm just not ready to jump into the banks. Although I can understand that they're so cheap. Um. And then resources resource shares were also down on Friday. Um. And the rand for the week ended three percent lower. So. Like kind of an odd day on Friday, but yeah. Two bits of company news that affect us. Data Tech they announced a deal. Um, the, the, the share rallied over 10% on Friday, ended just over 7% higher. Basically, they announced that they're selling Westcon, which is a, um, part of the Comstore global distributor. They do pretty much Cisco, um, mobility solutions, security, cloud solutions, that sort of thing. They're selling for over 800 million US dollars. So in effect, that should be earnings accretive of about 50% and it probably adds about just kind of on a back of the napkin calculation between 10 and 12% to the share price at the end of the day. So a really good deal for them. Um, really helping, but we'll, I mean, it, it, of course, what happens going forward is the issue. You know, what do they mm. replace it with? How do they do it? So, right. Uh, you, you know, what you want is a company that is expanding rather than contracting. Gotcha. And then the second bit of news is that Capital and Counties announced that they're selling, or they're, in, I should say, they're in advanced talks, as they call it, mm-hmm. um, their venue exhibition properties, which is all the stuff around Earl's Court. Um, they've got a huge, I don't know what, it's called something, that convention center or that exhibition center. It's huge. They're now selling that. You know, Capital and Counties sit on about 3.7 billion pounds worth of property in Covent Garden. Um, some of it kind of very high value that they've redeveloped or that they've developed. Um, what do they call it for repurpose? That's the word. Um, and that includes kind of that funny shaped um, building on the co- kind of on the border of West Brompton and Earl's Court. It's like a, a 
kind of three-pronged, three three-starred. Yeah, you lost me. I don't know which building you're talking about. Oh, it's about. called the Empress State Building, if you want okay. to look it up. So they right. own that. And then they, they own the um, market building in Covent Garden, which I'm sure you'll know. It's the very, like, uh, landmark building in, okay. in Covent Garden. Um, and so, of course, that sent the share price up because that's what it's all about for capital and counties, right? Not Brexit, believe it or not. <laughs> no, it is. I'm being facetious. It was about Brexit. <laughs> but it really is about whether or not they can sell the land that they've repurposed at the price that they want. And it looks it, it looks like there's good potential going on there. All righty, then. That's enough for us to chew on. Certainly. I mean, as I walked past um, Sia, he said to me, I hope you're going to talk about Janet Jackson's settlement story. And I was like, what is the boy on about? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, All you right. guys deal with that. Thanks Thank you, Anthea. Much. That's a look at the money markets for this morning and everything else. The Money Shot. Cliffcentral.com.